You have reached the voicemail box of Speed Dial with Ira Madison III and Doreen St. Felix. This week, Doreen is out, um, but I'll be hanging out with my friend Samantha Powell talking about Kendall Jenner's Vogue cover, gender-swapped movies, and how amazing Simone Biles is. So, don't leave me a message. We'll get back to you later. Hi, Samantha. Hello. It's great having you here. Um, For the listeners who don't know who you are, um, Samantha writes about all sorts of interesting things across the internet. She's written for The Cut and The Toast, um, RIP, I love you, Mallory. (laughs) Um, And she's really into fashion, so... That was why I first started following her on Twitter, because she's great when it comes to the fashion tweets. I guess we can start with the Vogue cover then, because that is my area of expertise. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This week, uh, Vogue announced its September issue cover model is Kendall Jenner. I guess she is the Kardashian sister who actually is a model. So it makes sense that she's on a magazine cover. I just don't know if she needs to be on the September issue of Vogue. I thought it was funny. She's in the magazine a lot. Like, I read them every month, and she's in it a lot. And she had, like, a special issue cover last year that was separate from their normal, like, 12-month thing. And... I was like, okay, that's fine. And usually September, they don't give to someone who's never had like an actual cover before. And so like, I do this thing where I try to guess who they pick. (laughs) I'm very bad at it. Um, Who'd you think they were gonna pick? I had no idea for September because it's really a toss up because like most of the other months it's attached to like, I have a movie or an album coming out. And September, it can just be like anyone random. So like last year it was Beyonce, it wasn't like, Lemonade wouldn't come out until this April. Like, it wasn't attached to anything, really. Unlike most other people, though, Beyonce is always relevant. Beyonce is always relevant. And she could always be releasing an album. (laughs) At any moment. We have no idea. (laughs) There's a new Beyonce album out right now. um, And still no Frank Ocean album. (laughs) But, so, I was like... And there were rumors all over, like, fashion, Twitter, or whatever, that it might be Kendall because of, like, something she had posted on Instagram. And so I was like, I don't think they're going to do that, though. They had Gigi Hadid last month. I thought they weren't going to have the two young models right next to each other. And then it was like, I woke up this morning (laughs) and looked at my phone and it was like, Kendall Jenner's on the cover. And I was like, oh, and I think I wasn't even like upset. She's a model. She's a very popular model. It's just that it felt kind of like a boring choice. Right. I mean, I always see her at the mall when I go to the movies. Um, like on the cover of like Estee Lauder campaigns. And I just don't know how Estee Lauder translates to the cover of Vogue for September. Especially with this outfit that they have her wearing on the cover. Because she, I mean, I'm not going to call it like cultural appropriation because it's, it's whatever. It's Gucci, right? Yeah, it's Gucci. But she's looking like halfway between a bullfighter and like i don't know some sort of japanese 
candy wrapper. <laughs> it's definitely not my favorite outfit. <laughs> um, and it's like against that like weird gray background. I guess it pops out, but it's just I do not like it really at all. <laughs> so, and it's. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like striking enough. Like if I saw it on a newsstand, I would kind of just like go right by it and to like look at something else. Of course, you know, just like Colton Haynes has a new magazine. <laughs> um, so you talked about like fashion Twitter, and that is sort of that's sort of like an unknown to me. You know, because I'm in like media Twitter and like black Twitter and gay Twitter and. Just like evil people Twitter. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I don't know that much about like fashion Twitter. I follow you. I follow the Fug Girls. Um, sometimes I read Tom and Lorenzo, but their tweets are annoying. So like give me, give our listeners, the Speed Dial listeners, like a refresher course on fashion Twitter. Well, so I do follow the Fug Girls as well, and then I follow most of the major magazines and a lot of their writers and editors, Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting to, like, I follow a bunch of the critics from, like, the New York Times and the Post, Washington Post, and it's, I think of clothes often, like, that people, like, that celebrities or famous people wear, like, as, like, a cultural statement and look at it in that way in an historical way so it's i find it's really interesting to like watch like the conventions and see all the fashion twitter talking about what it means that people why people wear the things they wear and Mm -hmm. it's really funny because when other people come in um when they write like serious pieces about what's like melania's dress and people are like why are we talking about that that's stupid and i'm like people are trying to say things about themselves (laughs) with their clothes like just because it's not not a frivolous thing and so it's it's interesting so i get like the fun like someone wore something silly on the red carpet but a lot of it is very like deeper than that and i mean do you find yourself just like wanting to give everyone (laughs) meryl streep cerulean speech (laughs) every day (laughs) i kind of do i should just have that that gift (laughs) Ready to go. (laughs) You think Hillary's white pantsuit has nothing to do with you, but it was actually picked out by the very people in this room. Um, So, question about fashion Twitter. Yeah. How do people, like, shade each other? Because the media is like, we're, like, media Twitter is constantly shading each other. Um, And I'm just like, is fashion Twitter like that? Or... Are they always worried about like trying to work with someone so they wouldn't do that? Um, so when it comes to like the fashion media's relationship with brands, then you don't really see that because they have to worry. That's where their advertising dollars come from. Mm-hmm. So that relationship is odd. Yeah. Um, but in terms of publications, you definitely see some of that where like if someone has like an obviously like clink clickbaity um title and then you'll see other people talking about it or like why are we talking about that or like someone saying that bucket hats are back and then someone else being like this is ridiculous like so there is some of that but it's more between publications and not really between them and like the brands cool i did see people going in last week on w magazine uh when they did that 
spread on Rihanna and had like 14 white people write about uh, Rihanna and Brian Moylan as much as I love him um, talking about how Rihanna sounded like a duck and I was like you know what yeah I tweeted about that because I was very it was all that was I like because I was the cover is beautiful and I was like the shoot itself is beautiful and I was like really excited and I was like oh I'm gonna like look to see what they like wrote about her and then I was scrolling through it and I was just like no 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 (laughs) and you know I just don't trust fashion magazines (laughs) don't trust white people Um, and I'm pretty sure Rihanna probably hates that article she didn't say anything and I wish she would have like had a clap back uh, because it would have been epic but you know sometimes you have to learn to be silent sure I on the other hand him Never silence, and it's <laughs> a good thing I want to work with no brands. <laughs> Since we were just talking about Rihanna, I'm sure you heard about the new Oceans movie that she's going to be in that has all ladies. <laughs> I did hear about it, and you know what? I'm kind of, I'm kind of hyped for it. I love this um, renaissance that Rihanna is going through. Like, she's also going to be in Bates Motel yeah. playing um, the Marion Crane character that um, Jennifer Jason Lee played. Wait, was that Jennifer Jason Lee? Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Is Jennifer Jason Lee related to Janet Lee? I don't know. Now I'm, wor- I'm, now I'm like wondering. <laughs> I don't know. I'll ask Jamie next time we hang out. She's running around outside the studio because they shoot the Scream Queens where we record speed dial in LA at least. Um, Hope I don't run into Kiki Palmer because she probably hates me. Um, But no, I'm excited for Ocean's 8. It has um, Rihanna. It has um, my girl Aquafina from the Step Up movies. Uh, One of the most iconic movie franchises ever. Celebrating its tenth anniversary um, oh, this this year, um, this week actually. Oh, really? Yeah, it was this week. Um, just step up though, so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> when step up to the streets, <laughs> ten year reunion, <laughs> then we can talk. But um, who else is in this movie? Kate Blanchett. Okay. Uh, uh, Sandra Bullock. So Kate's just gonna be like smoking cigarettes in the casino. Um, Mindy Kaling. Giving looks at people. Mindy, I'm actually really excited for it um, since um, you probably know Mindy and I have a tumultuous relationship. (laughs) Yes, I have seen Uh, that. But we fixed our beef. We had a Twitter beef last year, listeners. Um, It was when I worked at a different magazine, though. And I think that, you know, she wants her MTV and I want my Mindy Kaling (laughs) show. So... (laughs) We have, we follow each other on Twitter now, and I love her. Um, and I'm excited to see her in this movie, actually, because I thought that Mindy was great in um, the movie with um, Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. No Strings Attached. No Strings Attached. Yeah. No Strings Attached was great, uh, and Mindy was great in it. So I'm excited for that. I love Sandra Bullock when she's in a comedy and not playing a white woman saving black people. (laughs) So, 
I, I wish he did this more often. Oh my god, I had like there was like a good like six months where white people kept trying to get me to watch The Blind Side, and I was like, it's just not gonna happen. Why? Who would try <laughs> to make you watch The Blind Side? It was it was shorter than the eighteen months people tried to get me to read The Help. See, these this is why I don't trust white people. Um, why would anyone ever ask you to watch The Blind Side or read The Help? I have not seen The Blind Side. I refuse to. I've seen enough clips. Um, I did not see The Help. Uh, I've seen like a couple scenes to let me know that shit's racist. Um, I watched like Viola Davis scenes on YouTube. Um, you know, because right. sometimes I watch Violet Davis scenes to like reinvigorate me. It's like a Lazarus pool. Um, and I also, what was that other one? Or maybe it's the same one. Because the, the Help was a book first. It was a best selling yeah, book, the and then it was the movie. Yeah. So, so there was like two waves of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I hate Tate Taylor. Uh, and he directed The Help. Which is trash, I'm sure. Um, did he also direct The Blind Side? No, I don't think. He I don't did. think so. Uh, but Tay Taylor loves to direct movies like with black people um, doing like pseudo like stereotypical things. Like he directed that movie White Black uh, <laughs> with like Kevin Costner and Octavia Spencer. I know. And she, I think she's like a drug addict, or it's, the son's a drug addict. It's something stupid. But he also did Get On Up, which is a mess of a movie. But thank God Chadwick Boseman can act. Um, and then when he turns it around, though, and directs a movie like The Girl on the Train, there's not a single black person in it. <laughs> a single black person in The Girl on the Train. But he wants to make the help. <laughs> I see you, Tate Taylor. He can go on the list with fashion magazines. <laughs> I don't trust him either. Um, but gender swap movies are like a thing now, which of course they're a thing because Hollywood has like a one track mind. And they're like, Ghostbusters, let's do that for every movie. Uh, it didn't really work out for Ghostbusters, even though I liked it. I liked it too. It flopped at the box office. Sorry, Ghostbusters. Um, I went to see it twice just to like throw some extra cash, but it did not help, I guess. Oh, I saw it once, um, and then I bought a ticket for it again and saw Mike and Dave need wedding dates. <laughs> I just wanted to give Ghostbusters the money, and I didn't want to support um, Zach Efron. Uh, even though I love Zach Efron, I just feel like he doesn't need the money. He's a white man. Um, but it was a good movie. It just right. didn't do well at the box office, and so there probably won't be a Ghostbusters 2. Um, I'm hoping Ocean's, Ocean's 8. Uh, it's called Ocean's 8, so I hope that does well. Maybe it's a prequel. I don't know. But, I mean, I just, I personally just love heist films. Love a heist film. My favorite Fast and Furious movie is Five because it's like a straight heist film. It's so good. Yeah, it's um, so good. It's the best of the bunch. Um, I love, I also love like Gone with Gone in 60 Seconds. 
I love the Italian job. Like, give me a heist movie, and I am in Entrapment, <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, yeah. Like, I just want like a heist TV show, <laughs> like just sexy people heisting things. I guess that's like a spy show, but that's, like then it devolves into like no, they should just be nonsense, taking jewels. Like alias. Yeah, like, I just want the jewels. <laughs> just steal jewels every week. Um, then we also have Splash coming up. Which will probably be like the best movie ever released. <laughs> uh, because uh, Channing Tatum's playing a mermaid, uh, taking over the Daryl Hannah role. You know, I actually have not seen the original Splash, and I kept meaning to watch it like last year because I wanted to write something about mermaids. Um, but I feel like now is like the year of the mermaids right. because um, Freeform also greenlit a TV show. That's quote unquote a violent mermaid drama. Oh, I saw that. Right. And I was like, oh. Like Pretty Little Mermaids. <laughs> so it's like mermaid time. I think this movie will actually be good. Um, Ocean's 8, it could be really funny. Um, I mean, Ocean's 13 was bad. I think a lot of it depends on like the script and who the villain slash Mark is and who's going to be that eighth lady because they still have to cast one more lady. Mm-hmm. So And who's going to be the hot guy right. the, in the, like, Julia Roberts character? <laughs> <laughs> so there's, like, a lot of... There's a lot of ball... Like, a lot more balls in the air with that because unlike Splash, where it's just, like, an easier, just, like, a pretty simple flip around, I think. I think it needs to be Angelina. The eighth lady? Yeah, Angelina Jolie. Where is she at? <laughs> Where's my girl Angelina? I love her. I just want her to be in everything. I'm like probably the only person in the world who wants salt too. <laughs> That's possible. Aside from all of this movie and fashion nonsense. <laughs> Uh, I think we should talk about real issues, and the real issue in the world right now is not the election, but the Olympics. Um, The Olympics are, like, pretty lit this year. Yeah, it's like, so I generally prefer the Summer Olympics, though I guess it's technically not summer in Brazil, but the Summer Olympics over the Winter Olympics. And it's not just because people are wearing less clothes. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely because people are wearing less clothing for me. Um, you do not get um, swimmers and divers in the Winter Olympics. No, you don't. No, you don't. So um. what's the point? I don't want to watch people ski. <laughs> um... But you're saying you love the Summer Olympics more. Well, I think I just, like, uh, yeah, I guess, like, multiple skiing events. Like, I know there's a difference between, like, moguls and, like, downhill and, like, whatever. But they all kind of look the same to me. Right. But, like, water polo is very different from swimming, looks very different from gymnastics. So, like, I guess it just, like, is more things, different types of things. And then there's (coughs) gymnastics, which, I mean, as much as I want to look at, like hot swimmers all day (laughs) the only olympic sport i care about is women's gymnastics because every year they show out like we had gabby douglas years ago was it four years ago yeah in 25 four years ago i don't know time (laughs) um and now 
like now we have Simone Biles who is like even better than Gabby Douglas. I don't even know that was possible. But like Simone is like I think she's a vampire slayer. <laughs> That's possible. She is doing moves that are supernatural. She's she's perfect. How do you feel like as a black woman watching Simone just like slay? Well, so like I grew up watching Olymp- the not well, yes, the Olympics, but watching women's gymnastics a lot. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was a kid, it was like you know Dominique Dawes and Shannon Miller and like so in those like the early to mid 90s like on Saturday afternoons when I didn't have anything else to do there'd be like random gymnastics things on the television and I would watch them and I was obsessed especially because I cannot do a cartwheel even so and so and I remember that that was also a period that was like still dominated by like Russia and like um, Eastern European countries. So, like, we did pretty well, but, like, not great. And then, like, 96 happened, and, like, there was that breakthrough, and then I was, like, super obsessed. And watching Dominique Dawes on the team was, like, really important for me. And then I was, like, very obsessed with her. And then I kind of, like, fell off from watching it. Like, I started to, like, actually do st- things on Saturdays. <laughs> so I'd go outside and... Do things on Saturdays? Well, I What's mean... <laughs> I wasn't 12 anymore, so I like to pretend like I had things to do on Saturdays <laughs> that involved leaving my house. Um, and so I've only, so recently I've only been really paying attention like during the Olympics. And so I would kept hearing about Simone since, the, since 2012, since after London. And I remember like, like a year ago or so, I went on like a YouTube spiral where I was just watching her and I was like, I've never, I've watched a lot of Olympics and mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like this. That's and it was mind blowing. Like, she's so fucking good. Like, when I watch her, like, it's literally, I called it supernatural. It's like, it's magical. She's so talented. The, the way she sticks every single one of her landings is like, I had, like, quivers. I was like, what is she doing? (laughs) Also, she can also dance, too, because for some reason they make women do um, these, like, ridiculous shimmyings on the floor, (laughs) and they don't make the guys do it, which they should. Yeah, I was talking to a friend last night, and he was like, they should definitely make the men dance during their floor exercise. (laughs) 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 I think that would be great. He also thinks they should wear, like, spandex instead of like normal shorts yeah there would be so many gifts so many freeze frames youtube videos but i digress um so yeah simone is basically just like it's great to have her this year because like it's been such just like a year of like excellent athletic black women with like serena right Beyonce (laughs) up on that stage every night at the Formation Tour, which I am seeing for the third time in a month. Oh, at Dodger Stadium. At Dodger Stadium, yes. Are you going? I am not. Okay, well. (laughs) That's between you and Jesus, I guess. When you find Jesus, let me know. Um, Actually, randomly on a Jesus tangent... I was up until like 3 a.m. this morning, and I don't know why. 
Um, I, no, I do know why. I was watching Spin City. <laughs> Which uh, is a really good show. I was living my best <laughs> Caucasian life. Spin City is so good. Uh, and I used to watch it as a kid, too, uh, because I'm also like obsessed with Michael J. Fox and Heather Locklear, because she always comes into a show in the middle of the game and saves it. Right. Um, but I was watching Spin City, and I was up till 3, and I tweeted... Why am I still up at 3 a.m.? I need Jesus. And this, like, random woman <laughs> responded to me. And when he comes, then what? <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I didn't think this all the way through. It's 3 in the morning. I didn't think Jesus was going to knock on my door. If somebody starts knocking on my door at 3 a.m., I'm going to reach for my gun, because I am one of those Second Amendment people that Donald Trump was talking about. I love my Second Amendment. I don't have a gun, guys. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> I do not. I do not have one. Police, don't come to my apartment. I'm really glad that I got to have you here um, to talk about fashion and Olympics and movies, you know, because Doreen can't talk about any of those things. (laughs) She's from Brooklyn and, you know, I think they just like sit on stoops and (laughs) drink like quarter waters all day. I don't know. Um, But... Um, now, uh, you, luckily enough, get to be here for the first time we're introducing our new segment, which is called Feedback. Feedback is a segment where our listeners can call in to our speed dial voicemail and leave us um, a message asking for advice on love, on life on work, on learning to trust again after <laughs> Frank Ocean, um, anything. The sky is the limit. Um, so we have a couple questions for our first feedback section, um, and you get to help me answer them. Okay. Okay, so our first question is actually about the Olympics, um, but it's about um, the Olympics coverage. Let's listen to this question from Natasha. Hi, Ira and Doreen. This is Natasha speaking. Um, I'm calling to generally ask what how you guys feel about the Olympic coverage so far. I've been reading <clears throat> a lot of negative feedback um, online about the about the coverage by NBC, and I'm quite curious what the two of you have to say with regard to that. Looking forward to hearing your response. Thank you. Natasha asked us about the coverage by NBC for the Olympics. And I think you will agree with me, Samantha, that while the athletes have been great this year, uh, NBC's been, like, super whack. Well, I've mostly been watching it via live stream because I don't own a television like many like many people nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I noticed, and I had to ask Twitter this, I was like, so 
do they have different commentators for the live stream than they do for the primetime coverage? And someone, everyone's like, yes, they do. So like when I've been watching like the swimming, it's been like just like them talking about swimming and like what like the person's stroke rate and like <clears throat> what things they've won before and their best personal times and things like that. None of the like narrative filler. NBC <laughs> has been giving you like American Idol sob stories about everyone's backgrounds and it's like I just want to watch the damn Olympics. It's really funny because I feel like they used to do that or at least maybe I'm like late night so like at like 1am they'd have like a segment about like back with like backstories of people and then during the thing they might have a little bit for color but it was still mostly the sports and I don't know what's changed and I think they were talking about like them kind of like blaming the fact that like more women watch the Olympics so they have to make it more like a reality show and like make it more emotional and like less about the sports and I was like but it's like Miss <laughs> Simone is not competing to win a, a record label contract um, this is not RuPaul's best Olympic race it's just the, it's just like a bit much also um, the live stream helps too because like NBC just will like show whatever the hell it wants to show <laughs> Um, and you're like, can we get back to women's gymnastics? Right. It's like, like, can we see what's important? Like, <laughs> I've had um, a lot of gays on Twitter too. Um, mostly these white gays, you know, they're in these streets, um, tweeting about how they're not getting enough swimming coverage. And I just want to know, like, did they miss the part where like you can find hot men? on TV or online, like, 365 days a year. Like, it doesn't have to be during the Olympics. Right. Like, half of them aren't even watching the damn Olympics. They're just sharing gifts, sharing photos of, like, Chris Mears hugging people. And I'm like, <laughs> go to Pornhub. Go to my Vidster. Just Google some porn. There's porn on Twitter. There's porn on Vine, <laughs> Snapchat. It's on Instagram story now, probably. <laughs> so, you know, get your get your dude fix elsewhere. All right, we have one more question. Hi, Speedow. I have a question. So, I have this co coworker who every time we go out to lunch never has any money. Every time I ask her, you know, hey, do you want to go out to lunch? She goes out to lunch with no money. So I end up paying. This has been the fifth time that I've ended up paying, and right now I just need some advice on how to tell her to get her money up. Thanks. Um, well, I would first say maybe stop inviting her to lunch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> First of all, I love, I see, this is what I wanted when we said that we wanted feedback. I want people calling me in with high pettiness. And there's something so petty about calling and asking for advice on how to tell your coworker to get her money up. But back to what Samantha said, this is your own fault. Why do you keep asking her to lunch? Like, after the second time, I would be like, 
Look, the first time, maybe it's an accident. Second time, uh, maybe I would do it a third time. But third time would definitely cement that this is just a habit. (laughs) Right. And I'm like, what kind of person, what kind of like friends and like office demeanor do you have? Because I know whenever I go out to lunch with a friend, um, if they pay for it immediately, it's like, um, so you can just Venmo me this. We go to the movies. I got the tickets. Uh, why don't you send me a Venmo for this? I'm just like, people are always about getting their money. Right. So I just want to know, like, what's the process <laughs> going to lunch with this girl, sitting with her? Like, the whole time, you just must be, like, eating angrily, being like, <laughs> is this bitch going to pay me? Well, I think also, like, where are you eating lunch? Because, like, does she not have her whole wallet? Like, do they only take cash? Right. So, like, are you leaving (laughs) the building and she has the wallet with her? Like, why aren't you like, girl, where your purse at? (laughs) Or, you know, even a little uh, lunch on you this week. Something like that. Right. Something. Um, Or you just be like, Hafa, where is your money? (laughs) I'm not buying you lunch anymore. Like, you can really just get direct like that. Right. But the simplest route is to just stop inviting her to lunch. <laughs> Which you need to do, actually, is invite somebody else to lunch. And then walk past her desk. <laughs> and be like, oh, we're going to go get some lunch. We'll see you later. <laughs> and that'll let her know, if you want to go to lunch... You better come up with some coins. (laughs) You know, that's probably the smartest way to do it. (laughs) Um, Thank you um, both for those wonderful questions. That was a great kickoff to feedback, um, our new regular segment on Speed Dial. Next time, Doreen will be back with me to answer questions from our listeners. So if you want us to give you some advice, uh, leave us a voicemail at 424-354-9335. That is 424-354-9335. And I just want to give another thanks to Samantha Powell for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. um, Tell people um, where they can follow you at online. They can follow me at Twitter on Twitter at um, sdpowell1, and I mean I'm on Instagram too, but I don't really use that. <laughs> okay, sdpowell1. Yeah, you gotta streamline that name or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just feeling it. That's my advice to you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming. Bye. Bye. This episode of Speed Dial was produced by Kasia Mihailovic, Michael Catano, and Mukta Mohan for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at MTV Podcasts. Subscribe to this and other MTV podcasts on iTunes.